0: What's yeah. up, everyone? <laughs> yeah. You're like uh it's like a, it's like a dad joke. You know, how dad jokes just laugh at yeah. their own jokes. That's you <laughs> when you say no. <laughs> yeah, hi. hi. You just laugh. Total, total dad mode. right there. <laughs> Uh welcome to episode ninety-five. 95. of uh, Res Hawking. Ninety-five. I'm Trev, and With me, as always, is aka bush aka yeah. Dennis Major. What's up? Yeah.
1: Not much. Hi. Are
0: you, are you feeling better today after fucking Oilers winning, finally winning?
1: <laughs> I knew it was a matter of time that they're just gonna win. No, yeah, I wasn't wasn't too worried about it. I just uh one of our listeners uh they call him Toes McGurk Dean Levan kept keeps bugging me because uh his team is Vancouver so I received lots of comments from him <laughs>
0: Just imagine if they played Vancouver 82 times, you guys would be 0 and 82.
1: Yeah. Uh,
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah.
1: And at this pace, uh, Austin Matthews is on the is on a, is on pace for over 242
0: goals. <laughs> but they shut the bed against Chicago. Yeah. And so I actually watched that game. That Connor Bedard kid's pretty good. He shoots the puck lots, but right now he's just getting smoked on his face offs. Oh yeah. Well what well, do you, what do you think like like he's only 17, 18, so he's going against men yeah. five, ten years who've been in the league five, yeah. ten years and they're bigger and stronger, right? So you're you're not gonna win too many face-offs. I think his percentage winning percentage was twenty five percent. So that's one out of four.
1: Well, Wacy Rabbit said that he was gonna he was gonna make an impact in the NHL.
0: Well, he is, right? Partly. Right, yeah,
1: totally. Yeah,
0: like once he starts well, he's shooting a puck lots. I think he had before the Toronto game. He had thirty shots. He had one goal. So he's it's not like he's not shooting right. So, <laughs> but just like uh, just like you, once you start shooting a puck, it, it's it'll start going in. So yeah, just like Ask Crow Lake. Oh yeah, <laughs> we would like to. Did we con- congratulate? No, yeah, we did congratulate Wabi. Eh? Did we do congratulations? I think so. I think so. Eh, yeah, or, or was it just on Facebook? Oh, might have just been on Facebook. Well okay we'll do well, one now. Okay. Congratulations to uh the newly well he's well he got sworn in today. Yeah uh the first indigenous premier, premier. in Canada yeah from uh he's a premier of Manitoba Wob Canoe of Onigaming First Nation and 33 territory Wab uh, canoe yeah so we played Wab in the old timers division and that's the game where Bush fucking scored five goals. <laughs> I I still, I still fucking can't believe you scored five goals in a I game. I know. Every you time Bush, I, I, I was kind of <laughs> jealous and upset because I always had to stay back because you were always fucking by the other blue line. I know. So someone had to take your responsibility and yeah. play a, play a stay at home def- uh, game. So, but yeah, congrats to Wob. Um, it's a big, uh, a big honor in being the first Indigenous uh, premier in Canada's history. So that's huge. That's that's awesome. Maybe if he, uh, maybe he'll play in the next North American tournament of champions here in Kenora. And if we, if he does play, fucking 2 him. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he wears a cage, so can't he can't cross wears a cage. In the cage. Yep. So I'm gonna. Message him and remind him hey, you remember when Bush scored five goals against you? <laughs> yeah. yeah. But but yeah, uh thanks for joining us. Uh our guest for this week for episode 95. Who's our guest for this week, Bush? Teddy Belial, Bemidji
1: State Alumni. It's Bush's old college buddy. Yeah. So Brad Belial's uncle.
0: Yeah, so I I can't remember. During our interview, we mentioned, I mentioned that there was five Bemidji State alumni that were on our show. Yeah. Okay. There's Teddy, Brad, Maya Hedrick, Zach Whitecloud, and who's the fifth? Or did I just, I might, I don't know. Can can anyone think of who our fifth Bemidji State alumni? I can't think. Okay. Let's look through our list. That's a long um, list. It is a long list. I'm uh searching Rez hockey on Apple. Uh Brent Dodgenhurst, nope, Brett. Nope. Zach. Oh well, yeah, Zach. Um it's gonna bug me. I know there was five Bemidji states. Uh Creighton, nope. Tyler, nope. Reagan, nope. Mickey, nope. Justin, nope. Willie, nope. Silas, nope. Renee, nope. Wasey, nope. Mark, nope. Uh, Jeremy, nope, Leon, no, Trey went to University of Manitoba, Skylar, Damon, Bryce, nope, Drew, Caden, Chris, nope, Dalen, oh congrats to uh, episode 51 guest, Dalen Smallchild, and his wife, they uh, they had their first baby the other weekend, so congrats newly parents on the safe arrival of your baby. Uh, Jesse, nope. Joslyn, nope. Kimby, nope. Keyshawn, nope. And good luck to uh, Keyshawn. Keyshawn yeah. He just signed a contract to play with the Birmingham Bulls of the Southern Professional Hockey League. Vern, nope. Trent, Trey, Victoria, Jay, Craig, Ashley, Don. Damn it, it's me. Tyson, Dwayne Jr., Vern, Carlin, Jamie, Harley, J- Jason, Owen, Brandon, Jeff Shatler. I'm just going through our list quickly. Ellie
1: Harland, Judd, Morasti, Rich, Alfie, Roland, Kyle, Shaq,
0: Harry, Colton, Darren, Harry, Lucy, Chad, Connor. Kevin well, I guess not. I guess only shakes. four. Yeah. He's our fourth. And I just want to give a shout out to Mitchie Drama on, on Apple. He gave us a five star and he said, good job, boys. I seen your Facebook page popped up on my feed and he gave nice. us a five-star and a comment. So go on awesome. your so- social media or wherever you listen to your podcast, Apple, Spotify, Google, Amazon, et cetera, and give us a good rating. Don't be cheap. Don't be cheap like chief and counsel. So give us a good rating. Rating. Uh yeah, so Teddy's our guest. Uh real, yes. he's a scout with the LA Kings, former co- uh coach, assistant coach at uh Bemidji State, former Bemidji State uh player as well. So this guy has a knowledge of hockey and yeah. So, as as I as we can see, he has an eye for hockey. Get it He's a mm-hmm. scout. Uh okay, shoutouts. Yeah. Do you have any shout outs for episode number ninety five? No. I can't think of any anyone no. either. Uh, what's today today is wednesday november october 18th i can't think of anyone just what's up everyone hey thanks for joining us hanging out with us for the next little while Yep. but if we do have a shout out bush just mention even even if i'm talking cut me off like you always do (laughs) okay i've been uh listening on TikTok, watching on TikTok, Facebook, uh social media's, Twitter or X whatever the fuck they call it now. Yeah. Oops, um Hockey Canada, Hockey Canada came up with a uh, a new rule about minor hockey players which it goes from like age 4 all the way to 21. I'm not sure if this if this has to do anything with junior players or m- like Junior A, junior B, and whatnot. But kids have to come dressed in base layers or go dressed in a bathroom. They can't change in a change room, base layers. Because it's going to, what did they say? Offend people who identify as a different gender or insult them as one parent said so what is your opinion and take about little four or five-year-olds kids 8 9 10 11 12 13 14 15 16 that they can't just dress open it's they have to go in a stall i mean a bathroom they had to go in the shitter and change or come to the game changed what's what's your take on that
1: I think um, I have to word this carefully, just but I think it. it's I, th- I think it's bullshit. We <laughs> really say do, bullshit,
0: I just... yeah. I think it's it's totally ridiculous, and parents are kind of yeah. like, do we really have to freaking walk on eggshells now just to be careful who no. we who we, uh, we should... offend and what we say, and like, are we that? What's the word? A bunch of wimps? I guess that's the nicest way.
2: Yeah. Pushovers
0: or like do we... I mean, come on. Like, I don't know. It's... I'm getting
1: angry about it.
0: I mean... It's It's not right. What are we teaching our kids? What are we teaching our youth, right? Yeah. I mean, especially... Like you, eighteen, your midget age. Like, shouldn't people shouldn't have to hide who they are? Shouldn't have no. to. Bad enough we as indigenous people had to do it for so many years, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Just be free. Be proud of who you are, and just if just just let go, man. Like, it's it's unfortunate that a lot of people, not okay. Not everyone's in the same boat, right? Everyone, there's a lot of parents who would disagree on what Hockey Canada is doing. So, but at the same time, we—I don't know, fuck. This is confusing. I'm fucking confused. Are you confused, Bush? I yeah, just think, I am. I am let's confused. go back to the just go back to the same way. Just change openly. Like, who gives a shit?
1: Yeah. Like Kiwi, Kiwi and Irini here, they uh they constructed that separate dressing room. If they yeah, want to, if they don't want to watch me get, if they don't want to watch us get changed, they should go into that change room then.
0: That's dressing room number five. And yep. for the record, like during like our uh, men's men's tournament, <laughs> it's small in there. But when like, of course, they use four dressing rooms, right? As like every rini does, but there's an extra one, five. Mm-hmm. Um. sometimes they use it for girls hockey and stuff like that or and i usually just go for go use number five dressing room just go take a deuce when because it, it's nice and quiet no one's gonna go in there and yeah I, I usually take a like a pre-game deuce in there that's one of the reason i go to that dressing room five so <laughs> so but yeah i think uh i, I haven't heard no reports of Like, parents still dressing their kids in the the open dressing room with their base layers, but it's, I can't imagine, like, my kids are all grown up now, and they don't play minor hockey, so kind of glad that my kids are not a part of this, but because it's frustrating. It's, like, I have nothing against anyone. Seriously, I'm not prejudiced. I'm not racist. And I think everyone has to get along together and just work together, but we shouldn't bend over backwards for one specific group, right? I think everyone has to be on the same page and the same level. And because like, when is it too much? When is it have gone too far before we turn a lot of people away because they're not happy with the rules that hockey can is coming, coming down, Right. So yeah. So I feel for you parents, I feel for you young players um who this rule will affect and uh I just hope the parents really have thick skin because I'm sure there's going to be a lot more like stupid rules and stupid stupid things are, that mm-hmm. will be affected from hockey Canada. So that's my two cents just everyone just I don't know. Just don't give a shit, right? Yeah. Well, give give a shit to a to a point to, a, but not. I don't know to a point where you're gonna get upset about taking your kids to hockey because, oh, you gotta follow these stupid hockey Canada rules, and it's it's more like a turn off, right, Bush? Just like yep. when you fart in public, it's <laughs> Hey, so how's are we the still fart- on that? Yeah. yeah, we're so. How's the farting going? Have you farted lately?
1: No one's around. Yeah.
0: (laughs) Oh man. Okay. Uh, Mm. Toronto Maple Leafs. They. uh, Everyone. Every team has every. Every team has a goal song. Um, Toronto Maple Leafs had a goal song. uh, Holland Oats. What's that? What's that fucking song they always sing? I, I don't. know the, the, the Toronto
1: Maple Leafs song, so I don't know. I don't it's know. It's a hole and
0: old song, but they got a new song. If Bush, if you scored a goal, okay, say they're in your five goal game at the North American Hockey Tournament, Champions Hockey oh, Tournament. What would, good your, one. would your would uh, your song be for every time you scored a goal?
1: Britney Spears. Oops, I did it again. <laughs> That was rather quick on top of my head. You got you gotta give me props for that.
0: That that I yeah, that, that's a good one, but so that would be your uh, that would my be my own your personal.
1: Goals. No, it'd be something like uh just the intro to Metallica's sad but true. You know it's sad really? but really it is it's slow <laughs> though.
0: How's that gonna get the the rest of the team pumped up after just a oh, sad it's yeah. gonna be did a five finger death it... punch song. Mm. Yeah. Or uh Black Sabbath one, maybe. No, I go Morgan Wallen.
1: Oh, okay, man. I'm turning off the TV.
0: Who's that? I watch I don't score no <laughs> goals. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So the people that are listening, what would your goal song be if you scored? Uh I got one for you. No, I don't want to say it because I don't want to offend anyone. Well, yeah, <laughs> for sure, I would piss someone off. Um, I Love Myself Today by Biff Naked, <laughs> or uh, If I Wanted You Girl by Ernest Moody. As
1: hey, there he's is. Yeah, that's some good classics. That's a good one, yeah.
0: But yeah, that's a good question. That's like, like a imagine if like you know how baseball where when a player comes up to to the plate comes to bat they have their own entrance song yeah the NHL should do that with each player when they go when they score a goal or when you go to a niche a res tourney whoever scores a certain goal gets their gets to have their their song played that'd be pretty neat mm-hmm. so yes I'd be uh I'm gonna ask Neil and uh if in uh, and, and uh if we could be the DJ at the Freddy.
1: Oh
0: you know how cool that would be if we could that would work, be really cool work this like uh the announcer yeah. too and goal scored by number fifty-four, Dennis Major. Or goal assisted by number fifty-four, Dennis Major.
1: And his fifth goal of the night, scored by number two, Dennis Major.
0: <laughs> and your penalty for tripping <laughs> Dennis Major. <laughs> we should ask Neil if we could yeah, be an, uh arena announcer. That'd be cool. We should, man. We should. We got yeah, to ask. Yeah, we got to ask. Yeah. That'd be so cool. Mm-hmm. That's on. That's uh. That's, something that's coming up. To think about that's coming up in May, man. That's gonna fun, be fun. It's gonna
1: be fast. It's coming up fast. It is because it's already the tenth month of the year.
0: Yeah, right. It's uh like the Winterfest in Brandon is in January. Yeah. Then you got a couple of tournaments in Portage and uh out west in Onion Lake. There's tournaments and you got your PA and. Your your provincial. So, guys, start booking your hotels for these yep. uh all these niche tourneys. Don't wait last minute. Start buying the flowers three weeks in advance. Yep. Start uh cleaning the house,
1: cleaning the toilet, do all the little stuff.
0: Start packing Everything. your
1: jeans. Yep. Start slowly um uh, smuggling your out-of-town pants in your hockey bag.
0: So yeah, it's uh I'm a last minute guy all the time when it comes to yeah. as you, so you as are. you know uh, we have something <laughs> Bush and I have something planned we'll talk about it next week but yeah I'm really last minute when I want to ask because I gotta think how am I gonna ask what I gotta do and just uh how am I gonna blame Bush for this <laughs>
1: <laughs> so, so was I the was I the blame for the
0: <laughs> yeah you were <laughs> so so yeah Bush and I have some plans that we will announce next week and yes Bush took a lot of a crap for me so thank you in, in advance so <laughs> <laughs> holy shit so yeah <laughs> or uh, yeah we'll mention it next week it's going to be a good time oh. Um let's uh let's go let's go see Teddy. Let's go to our interview with uh Bush's uh old old what should I how can I say this? Your old school team schoolmate. Yeah, schoolmate. Yeah. Um he mentioned okay, one thing Teddy mentioned that he wasn't really good at school because Bush used to take his test (laughs) room. So, yeah, let's uh, let's go uh, talk with Teddy and see what he has to say. Let's go. All right, let's go. Res Hockey would like to introduce you, our guest for this week. This is episode number 95. Res Hockey would like to introduce you, yep. Mr. Teddy Bilal from Bemidji. Minnesota, ways of Lake Helen First Nation, which is just outside Nipigon, Ontario, which is just outside of Thunder Bay. Welcome to the show, Teddy. Thanks.
2: That's uh, I've had a lot of nice places that I've lived, and and I'm kind of stuck in a good one right now in Bemidji, Minnesota. Appreciate it.
0: Um, you're currently a scout with the LA Kings. Um, how did you get uh, started with scouting?
2: Uh, well, I think you gotta go. You gotta rewind a little bit. I think. You know, before my time with LA, I, I took the job in 2016. But I was a longtime coach at Bemidji State University in the NCAA. Um, before that, I, I played uh, at Bemidji State. Uh, I got injured in my last year after the Division One transition, and and um, Tom Sertori at the time and Bob Peters thought I'd be a good coach, so I got into coaching, um, and then. Uh, you know, I graduated a criminal justice degree in psychology and, and, then, uh, so I got into coaching, did it for about in USHL and, and NCAA for about 13 years. And, and then LA kept calling and, and recruiting me, uh, for about a period of three, three years there from 2012 to 16. And, uh, uh so I, I didn't really want to leave Bemidji State, and, and, uh, we were in a little bit of a down at that point, uh, just after coming from the frozen form, we had some good teams, but I think, uh uh la was also in a situation where they're training a lot of their draft picks and they were uh, looking for free agents from college in the ncaa and uh, and i kind of got earmarked for that job and they, were, they they kept calling and one day i was taking my dog for a walk and and i called it uh, markianetti was calling me at the time and he's my boss and i just said hey you still looking for a guy and he goes yeah And uh, 20 minutes later i had a contract on my de- on my email and uh, everything else so that I basically fell into two jobs in, in hockey, and I've been doing it for 20 years. It's something I I always wanted to be in hockey. I always <clears> wanted to be <throat> hockey, but uh, to do it professionally, it, it's uh, something that I just kind of fell into.
1: From the time you wake up, your first sip of coffee, what is what do you, What is the day in the life as, as an NHL scout?
2: Uh, well, you started at the beginning, lots of coffee. Um <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's uh, uh jumping planes and watching games right now dennis i, I, yeah. I, I work in um uh, you know the the real hectic part of it is uh you know what my job is specifically i do all the draft eligibles from the u.s and, and the college free agents in the ncaa so it's a big area um so i'm traveling quite a bit and it's it's not so much uh windshield time it's it's airplane time and, and uh uh, but it's, it's get up, uh, catch an early morning flight and in Bemidji, I know everybody at the TSA, I just kind of wave <laughs> as I walk through and right onto the plane. And, and then, uh, and then I, then I land in, 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 in a place like uh, Pittsburgh and drive to Youngstown and and watch the game and, and then uh, drive back to Pittsburgh and make sure all my notes are done during the game pretty well. And uh, then I get up in the morning and I got to f- jump on another plane to, to Lincoln, Nebraska and and uh, uh, you know, and during that plane ride, I'm doing all kinds of things in terms of uh, video and, and uh, report writing and, and writing about about the players and submitting my reports, and uh, and then you do it all over again. And and in between there's there's probably three cup or three pots of coffee, you know, just to keep <laughs> you going. And, uh, but but scouting's changed over the years. You know, there's so much more analytical work now. Um, there's so much more video work, which I really enjoy. With the history of being a coach um and there's so many different means and research with the internet and everything that you can do so even when i'm not at a game i'm still watching and you know even today when i sitting down um after getting home i you know i probably did about three or four videos of guys today uh from all over the world is that enough for one day
0: (laughs) (laughs) sounds like a lot of coffee
2: (laughs) yeah you got to keep your eyes open somehow you know but it's uh uh, it, it, it's uh, you know, on top of that, like, like my phone rings a lot, Dennis, with agents mm-hmm. and, and uh, and coaches and, and everything else that goes on. So, uh, my wife always laughs. I got my car keys and my cell phone and my iPad, and I'm good to go.
0: <laughs> What's the best and worst part of being a scout?
2: <sighs> Everybody's everybody's you know one of the best parts. like you're in the game right and and i'm at the in the game at the highest level uh so i think that's great um but in terms of being specifically a scout uh, where i really get excited is finding that kid the one that like when you're there and you just you just have a feeling and 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 then you get to know the kids and, and you get to know their family you get to know their background and and uh and you learn, you learn enough about them where when it comes down to put the nuggets on the line and 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 bet your job on that player, um, there's no sweat to it. And then on the back end of that, watching them succeed and getting there, I think that's something that's very that that's the best part to me. And, and maybe helping a kid out, or you know, a lot of these kids at the NHL level, they're all seen and, and they're all a lot of them like in the high picks. Like there are no secrets there, but. Believing in a kid that maybe mid round or or pushing them up a little higher on the list than than most others would do, and or, or finding an NCAA free agent that uh, uh, you know that's there, or, or a kid in you know in Manitoba or Saskatchewan that it might be a little bit of a secret, and you just helped them on their way. I, I think I get a lot of pride out of that. And that's uh, that's what really gets my juices going about about it. And then you ask about the worst part, um, it, it's it's time away from home. It's yeah. You know, it, it's, uh, it's 200 and something nights in a, in a, in a hotel room and, and, uh, probably 160 flights a year. Uh, it's, uh, you know, it's not, uh, it, it, that's, that's, the, that's where the glamour gets unpolished. If that makes sense, you know, yeah. a lot of people it and want to think about it, but, but it's your way. And, and there's a lot of sacrifice that, uh, my parents to my family and my, uh, my my wife and we don't have kids, but my fur babies, my dogs and my cats, like they they all sacrifice quite a bit for to do something that I love.
1: What do you think your favorite arena is right now that you've been to? <sighs> both, both as a player and a scout. Ah, <laughs> uh,
2: well, let's start as a player. Um, I've been fortunate enough to play in some real nice rinks. Um, uh the uh you know the, the the one of the favorites that a lot of it gets really underrated, like people don't realize how cool the Fort William Gardens is in Thunder Bay. Oh,
0: oh yeah, for sure.
2: Like that ice sheet is small and the boards are stiff and I think like, <laughs> they don't move at all and the glass doesn't move, and it's just a real hard place to play. And those years when I played with the Thunder Bay Flyers back then and uh, we had some tough teams in, in, in a good league and we had some good teams on the front end of it. And uh, that place was rocking. It was a hard place and it was, it was, it was a, it was a fun spot to play. And, um, but I think, you know, one of the, one of the coolest instances I've ever had was uh, playing in the old Ralph Engelstead. I people talk about, people talk about the the new Ralph Engelstead arena and it's immaculate. It's awesome. But but that old the old Ralph to the old place in North Dakota when you played there and it was jammed full of six thousand people and and uh, when you know when they did all their little chants and the student section went nuts there it was it was imposing. Um, I just remember sitting there going, well, there's three times the people in my own town here. You know, <laughs> it, <laughs> yeah. it, it has that effect on you. But uh, that was a real cool spot. I think in terms of in terms of watching a game. Um, you know, I, I think, you know, there, there's a fan experience and there's a then there's a and and there's a scout experience, right? So I think I think when you get into, you know, one of the coolest places probably to play right now in terms of in front of fans is uh, you know, Vegas has quite the environment and and, and the show and everything else that so you can go in there as fans. But sometimes as a scout I know, I like a I like a good bowl at that sits around and quite honestly, um uh the Sanford Center at Bemidji State's awesome. It, you there's not a bad sight line ever in there, and as a scout, I love it.
1: That's you, Trevor.
0: Oh yeah, geez, I thought it was you. I was just, <laughs> I was looking at you, I was like, come on, man. Did I talk too long I thought <laughs> I no, I thought I was I thought Bush was going to ask the next question. Uh <laughs> I'm a scout with a, a tier 2 team out of the SIJHL. So uh as a scout to scout I I just a lot of parents ask me this question and I just what's I just want to get your take on it as a pro scout. Um can a player with all the talent but has a poor attitude, like uh, bangs his stick on the on the glass, gets mad at his teammates, and just if the play doesn't go his way, he'll just sulk down the ice. Can a player like that change? It depends what's the root of the sulking.
2: Um,
0: See if uh, a player was giving him an outlet pass, and it, the the pass wasn't up the up the pace, it it, it didn't hit his stick and he just throws his arms up and slams a stick and just totally gives up on that play.
2: Well, it's not a, you know, body language is something in in, in, in composure and, and yeah. those you look at and, and it, it never, it never treats a scout and never like, it's never a good taste. I think where a lot of people might go wrong in life in, in terms of scouting is, is trying to go back to the, like, like if this kid's a good player, and if he, and if he has some talent, that's really good. And what I meant by what's the root of it, like, is it immaturity? Yeah. Is
0: he just,
2: up? you know, it, it, you know, is he, a, is he, you know, is he 19 turning on 16, you know, it, it, or, or is he 17? That's, that's really acting like a 14 year old out there. And it, I think, I think if you understand the player and that's where I talked to about before, with getting to know the kids and getting to know the prospects. I think, I think if you understand what the root of it is, I think, I think there's optimism for change in, in, in terms of their environment. I think, I think in terms of their environment, more parents have screwed up their kids than, 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 you know, than anything else in hockey and on the path. And I, I think that if you look and you see and you see what the parents are like and you kind of do some, you know, investigating yeah. on the background. I think when you get the full picture of the kid and if, and you understand the full picture, I think you have a, you know, to answer your question, can they ever make it? I think in the grand scheme of things, they, they can make it, but I think, I, I think you better know what's causing them to act that way, because if they get into a locker room and, and they get into, uh, you know, as you move up in levels and like, yeah, Even in the NHL, like, it doesn't matter what number you're drafted in as. The only numbers that matter is the number of the jersey that's in the stall. You know, it, so it doesn't matter how good you are. It doesn't matter. You know, you still got to earn that stall and that jersey number. And I think uh, if a kid is immature or if they don't like or if they don't treat teammates well, it's harder to earn that stall. And I think you can apply that to the junior A level. Uh, <laughs> easy as you can to uh, the nhl level
1: um zach whitecloud and the la kings development camp how did he do there like what what was your initial like oh this guy's from bsu he's got to be the great
2: (laughs) well i think yeah he would Well, the answer the, the simple question to your answer uh he he was very good Um, and he was just scratching the surface at that time. But I think, um, you know, we, like a lot of the guys that we had in development camp at that year, uh, including one named Brady keeper, like a lot of those guys went to the NHL and, uh, Matt Roy and, and, uh, Mikey Anderson, you can go down the list there. And I like there's a lot of guys on that decor at that time that are in other places, but are in the NHL and, and he fit right in and and um you know his skating was just so good at that time and the best thing about zach when he went to the la kings camp was he soaked everything in like he took everything and, and put it to use and um you know uh, you know he's obviously didn't pick us at the end of the day he went to- <laughs> i think the i think the brandon manitola connection there was pretty strong but i think it's uh you know he did very well
0: uh for the record you are the fifth Bemidji State uh, alumni or current player who were on our show. We who's our five? We had okay. There's you. There's your nephew Brad, Zach, oh. Maya, Maya Hedrick. She's on the the women's team. And
2: who's the fifth? Me. You just said I'm the fifth.
0: Yeah. <laughs> who's I can't Okay. There's Teddy, Brad, Owen. Zach. Oh yeah, Owen. Oh, and who?
1: Oh no, I'm thought no I'm I'm th- I'm off in space there. Sorry.
0: I thought there was five. No, it's going to bug me. But yeah, we had <laughs> five Bemidji, well, six including Bush, but <laughs> Yeah, so our show has a strong uh, connection to Bimiji state. Um a good place. Yeah. yeah. Uh before you were a scout with the Kings like we mentioned earlier, you were an assistant coach I've uh, been Do you miss coaching?
2: I do. You know, I think um, that's that's the action. You know, that's that's not sitting up and analyzing. And, and, and you know, the, like you're closer to the wins and the losses, and you, you're closer to the blood, sweat, and tears that happens. I, I miss it. I, you know, this is just part of my journey. You know, I, I you know, I'm, I think, going looking back as a coach. I think, oh, how do I say? It? there's not enough coaches out there who's ever scouted and there's not enough scouts out there who've ever coached. And I think I have a good balance of both. And so it's helped me and it's been part of my journey to the NHL. and um, But I do miss it. I, I just miss the players. I like the guys, you know, I miss that part of it. Um, but on, you know, on the management side and then scouting and, you know, you have your own teammates and you have your own, uh, you know, your your own little uh, dressing room talk and everything else that you have that that's good. So, uh, I like my life right now, but I, you know, I, I always look back in coaching and fondness.
0: Uh, so
1: did, when you were, did, sorry, I got to ask this. So when you're coaching at BSU, did you uh, want to go with a burger with the boys or did you have to draw the line from professionalism from
2: coach to player? <laughs> I had to draw that line. <laughs> so uh, I, I started, I started early at, uh, and I like the burgers. You talk about the corner bar burgers, but I, uh, I, you know, I, I love that place. Uh, I still go there. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, you know, I think it's see, you know, Dennis, like when I played, I, I, you know, I played and then I got into coaching right away. So when I came back to BSU after two years in the USHL, um, I was coaching the seniors that were freshmen when I played. So I was coaching guys that I played with. Oh, uh, so they knew, they knew all about Teddy at the corner bar. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> And how well I behaved and everything. (laughs) Uh, So I I learned early, um, you know, how to put a stake in the ground in terms of uh, professionalism and a line and 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 don't cross it.
0: (laughs) Even though, like, uh, you're away a lot with work and whatnot, do you still throw in the the blades once in a while?
2: Not as much as I used to. um, uh, one One of my... Loves is just going out with some guys and playing some shinny hockey, you know, not old timers. I don't like old timers. <laughs> I tried that once and I it didn't, I, I didn't like it. I didn't go back. I, uh, you know, just playing, just playing some, some scrub hockey. Your fellows are some of the peers hockey and I love it. I don't get to do it enough. Trevor, I, uh, I, I, I do a, a camp here in Bemidji uh, for the kids and the young kids. And uh, we, 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 uh, you know that's once a year where I put on the, the skates and I on them a lot during that time, but uh, but it's good, you know, it's like riding a bike. I'm still pretty yeah. good. <laughs> I actually have
0: a memory of playing against you. I think I was maybe 16 or 17, I was just a rookie, finished playing junior, and I played against you at the Goodwill in Thunder Bay and you had all your bsu stuff and i think you were playing for lake helen seminoles i think they were called that back in the day
2: yeah yeah we were... I, I still have a picture from that somewhere because my dad was on the team he didn't play much but he was on the team and my brother too so yeah that's a yeah. good memory
0: uh we were playing your team at port arthur and you sk- skated into me and i kind of pushed you and you went flying, you went forward and I got so scared. I was like, Oh shit. He's going to get up and come after <laughs> me. But actually you just skated away. I was so surprised, but um, yeah, I'm a Thunder Bay boy. I played, played for a bit with the Flyers back, back. I think it was a second last year or the last year before they went down to the States. Like yeah. uh, Vern was my coach and Vern was actually on the show too.
2: Yeah. Vern's from uh, grew up on just up the street from me in Nipigan. Very good man. Yeah, I mean that
0: guy's probably one of the smartest guys I know in hockey. I mean, and he was uh, he was one of the guys that I looked up to growing up in Thunder Bay when he played for the Senators and when he when and when he was coaching too. Like super nice guy.
2: Oh yeah, yeah. I wouldn't want to. I wouldn't want to meet him in the back alley and be on the wrong side of his uh, of his temper too. Though, but he's a he's a he, you know his 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 games are legendary and and uh, he was a heck of a player and yeah, it doesn't it doesn't surprise me that uh, he had that impression on you cuz he's a real good man.
0: Yes, he is. Um advice, what would you give young young players if they were uh, coming up through the junior ranks and um if they're not really if they have the opportunity to go play college hockey in the US but they're not sure, what advice would you would you give them as a as a scout and a former coach and
2: a former player? um i i think how i want to word this is um i'll just start with the simple fact like like playing college hockey in the institute hockey was one of the best times of my life and the 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 fact of going to school you know like, like it was it seemed a little daunting to me at first when I was a kid. You know, I didn't have great grades coming up. And um I had enough to get into school, but I didn't have great grades. And uh but it it was a little daunting on me. And it uh but I boy, it taught me a lot of life in in getting up early and 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 the funniest thing was, you know, I, I had Street Smarts. I wasn't it might not have been a great, you know, book reading guy, but I had Street Smarts, so I my the only thing I ever did was go to class every day, no matter what. And uh uh and and all of a sudden I, I turned out to be a pretty good student. And and uh but I think, you know, what advice would I give to these guys? I think uh, I, I think as I think the best thing I can say, like no matter what in life, you're gonna need an education. Yeah. I believe in education. I believe in I believe in in critical thinking and in and the and the stuff that education teaches you you know i graduated with a criminal justice degree in psychology and now i'm a hockey scout so it doesn't really matter what you take i just think that there's an education side of things out there that that can teach you critical thinking aspects that will help you a lot in life and uh, you know if, if it, there's so much made up and, and you guys are north of the border in the chl and i, I deal in the chl now I, I scout in the chl and i go there and, it, and it's good hockey but I, what i've told a lot of kids was you can go to the chl you can go to the ncaa but you're going to go to school and you're going to get a degree and you're going to get a job and you're, so you're going to have something to fall back on when hockey doesn't work but in terms of the ncaa you know it's such good hockey now and it it's it's one of the, it's starting to be, when you're starting to look at some of the first round picks and first overall picks and everything else that are coming in there into the NCAA. And there's been some rule fixes now, Trevor, that like, you know, with some of these guys getting the NIL money of, you know, 70,000 bucks, some of the high enders per year on top of their scholarships or, or taking a charter flight. If you play at Michigan to go play Ohio state, Mm -hmm. like you're not riding on a bus and you have, a strength coach and a video coach and a skills coach and you have a position coach and you have a tutor and you have, there's so much, so much that they have in the NCAA to to make you a better player. I I, I think you're going to start to see more and more kids and specifically high end players go in that direction just because of the development side of it. So my advice to a kid is, you know, everybody's road is a little different, uh, but we all end in the same place. That means our skates hang up. And when your skates hang up, I I think it would be advantageous to have a degree in life.
0: Yeah, for sure.
1: All right, all right, Ted. We appreciate right. your time. But before we let you go, we're gonna we're gonna quiz you here. Five rapid niche questions. We we ask. We got to keep track of all the answers. We should. Yeah. Okay. <clears throat> we need a drum roll. All right, Teddy. Um, uh, number one, would you prefer baked or fried bannock?
2: fried in an instant
1: yeah uh have you ever used the bed sheet as a curtain or door
2: of course uh both i've used it as both does that count when i went to college it was a it was a great curtain i had used my black blanket for that and then uh and then in our in our, in our trailer home i we, we we kicked down the door one night in a wrestling match so we we hung up a, hung up another sheet as a door so i've done both
1: <laughs> have you ever seen uh, Ernest Munias live
2: I have not <laughs> I'm not that type of stuff but no I have not
1: uh, I have, do you prefer a Bannock burger or an Indian taco a
2: long time ago I would have said uh, Bannock burger but those Indian tacos are pretty good right now fella <laughs>
1: yeah. uh, like- last, last question is uh, can you jig
2: oh yeah <laughs> I can I can take, I, I, you, it might even be legendary in some of my my little nooks at Karani's back there. <laughs> Sweet. Yes. So let's yes.
0: All right Teddy, uh thanks for joining Bush and I on the show. We really appreciate to uh you taking the time to come join us and talk some hockey because you are the first uh first scouts to come on the show so we really appreciate it and i hope the listeners uh really listen to you and try to uh when it when it takes time to determine what they're going to do down uh, with their hockey career so yeah thanks for coming on and uh best of luck with your travels and uh take it easy on the coffee all right (laughs) (laughs) right, i'll see you
1: all right see you ted
0: yeah hi hi (laughs) uh welcome back from a great interview with teddy i mean this guy's full of knowledge and it it was really cool to get a uh, perspective from a scout um right because yep uh for the young listeners this is why we do the show it's for you guys to hear these guys talk and this is the first time we had a uh, an NHL scout on the show. So this is listen to what he had to say and take it all in. Um Skate hard and just, just keep playing. Like if you're playing somewhere, somewhere where it's that you think you're not going to get noticed, there's people watching. So keep playing hard. You'll get noticed. Um. So, yeah, thanks again, Teddy, for coming on the show. We really appreciate it. So uh, yeah, that was a great interview especially Bush with Bush being the uh, Bemidji State alumni yeah. it was nice so uh, I'm sure we could have went into a lot of uh rated R not rated R but more PG PG stories about uh Bush yeah. and Teddy's good old good old uh, college day stories <laughs> so maybe uh, that's for another time uh this week our res hockey res hockey top five. Oh. Uh, Bush and I. Did you make a list? I did. did uh, we I have a separate. A we have a separate list for, uh, red hockey top five. Top five things that annoy me as a player. So Bush, and I have a list. So we'll both be given telling you our list. Yeah. Okay. Number five. Go ahead. Go first. What's your uh, n- number five?
1: Number five. Uh, some players can relate to this, but it's a personal thing with me. Is your hygiene. Don't grab my fucking towel on the bench because I use it to wipe my face. Like, leave my towel alone. You don't know if I'm sick or not. You don't know if I, um, I have anything. And I definitely don't know if you're sick or not. So just leave my fucking towel alone.
0: I wipe and my ni- face with it. And 90% of the time, he has something. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And let's just say it has to do yeah. with penicillin.
1: <laughs> Shit
0: but okay think... okay but you know what i'm gonna do as a joke bush next what? time we play together and your towels are i'm gonna stick it in, stick into my crack and just here take a will. whiff would you get mad if you just whip your face it's like this smells like ass <laughs>
1: <laughs> see now
0: no yeah tempted.
1: I know you are, <laughs> but it's just it's a it's personal respect and like yeah, leave other people's towels alone. Like just especially
0: leave. winter when there's colds going around, the yeah. flu is going around. Right? You'll be saying what shit this? You'll be using a hotel towels like what's this fucking brown smear? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Okay, my number five is when you have a 10 p.m. game. Uh, we're getting up there in age, so usually I like to crawl in the bed around. 9 9 30 watch some youtube (laughs) yeah watch some youtube watch some uh TikTok. so 10 o'clock is really late now when it comes to games and yeah most of the times i will skip the 10 o'clock games because it's too late so yeah that's my that's my number five for uh things that annoy me as a player go ahead with your number four
1: number four Again, this has got to do with hygiene. People that don't use proper water bottle technique. When I say that, I mean people that put their mouth all over the water spout. They yeah, don't like not squirt you, it from a distance. They just fucking chomp on it
0: like a like a straw. Yeah, like you don't have to put your lips over, no. over the water bottle. Like gross. Yeah. Yeah, that's a good one. Yeah, like, that is gross. When was the last time you, you, you seen a water
1: bottle with a straw?
0: Yeah, that's... It's been a long. That's kids, like uh, minor hockey kids, like yeah. five, six-year-olds who can't drink the water bottle properly because of their cage. But yeah, don't do that. That yeah, is gross. Uh, number four for me is when I forget my sh- uh, shower towel. It's <laughs> annoying, and you got to go home all stinky and <laughs> gross. So yeah, I, it annoys me when I forget my shower towel. Mm-hmm. Uh, number three for top five things that annoy me as a player what's your number three
1: number three is that guy that always that never has any tape but uses like five or six laps around your leg each leg when yeah, it, that's when, true. when you when when you can't even see any sock anymore it's just that clear tape like man
0: that's a whole roll of t- tape on your shin <laughs> team tape yeah that is that that is annoying um, uh, number three for me is uh when your kids take something out of your bag. Um uh, my kids were bad at that. My kid Nick was the worst. He'd take scissors or take tape or laces out of my bag or something that I need. And so when it's time for me to use it at hockey, it's gone. And I'm like, where is it? I'm sure a lot of parents, players, yeah. parents can can relate to that. It used to annoy me so bad. He still does it. Okay, number two, top top five things that annoy me as a player. Go ahead. Number two
1: is if you're playing D and you have that the partner that plays all over the place, left side, right side, left side, right side, and you don't know which side that he's on, but then all of a sudden you get blamed because the one guy <laughs> is open and it should have been, you know? It's like, man,
0: just uh. – yeah, I I get that. Sorry, <laughs> feels like you're looking right at me, telling me.
1: <laughs> you want me um, switch? Just go switch. Okay, yeah. I'll go. I'll go over. <laughs> but you know, but just let me know. The this ball is on vacation. Let yeah, me know what side you want to play on. On on a, every side, if if you think you can be the guy to the puck on my side, just to say, I got him. And then I'll I'll go over to the left side or vice versa, right? That's yeah. what I
0: think. Uh, my number two is uh, forgetting a piece of equipment. Oh, uh, it relates to number three. Like when usually your kid goes in your hockey bag, they take stuff out, but they don't put it back in. Um, or if I'm rushing, I hate rushing in hockey. I hate rushing to pack my bag. I hate rushing to dress. Mm-hmm. Um, so number two is forgetting a piece of equipment. Uh, a couple of weeks ago, I was rushing to pack my hockey bag and I forgot to pack my gloves. Luckily, Bush had two pairs of gloves in his bag and I had to wear his extra pair of gloves. So, things like that I can't stand when I have to rush. So, number two is forgetting a piece of equipment when I have to rush. Okay, what's uh, your number one for top five things that annoy me as a player? Number one, it would have to be that
1: teammate that no one really knows, but he's a know-it-all. He's <laughs> criticizing all the forwards on the ice. He's telling forwards what to do on the bench, how they should do it, and he's telling the defense what to do, what what to how to play, but when he goes out to play on the next shift, he clearly has no idea how to play hockey. But he's blaming everybody else for his show, his shortcomings.
0: Yeah, that's a good one. Uh the if you're not a ringer, I mean I don't know. It's not everyone. Don't always have to be a Mark Messier, right? So, mm-hmm. just shut the f up and just play, man. It's f in beer league. Mm-hmm. Uh, my number one for top five things that annoy me as a player is when your shampoo breaks in your hockey bag. <laughs> that happened to me last week. It oh, went man. all over my sh- <laughs> my shower bag. I was like, "Frig, man." <laughs> And it was still in there, so I was trying to scoop the soap out of the, <laughs> my bag and use it for my yeah. the shower because I'm not going to let it go to waste. But it just cracked just a little bit at the top, but it's just still, enough just enough to go all over in my towel, my toiletry bag. But I scooped that shit out <laughs> and I made sure I used it. And that's annoying when your, your shampoo breaks in your bag. Honorable mention.
1: Out when you leave your equipment outside in the winter and your shampoo freezes oh yeah that's bad yeah
0: <laughs> there's times where we would leave our hockey bags and like a buddy's uh a teammate's truck or car because you want to go to the bar and you don't want to go home and take your hockey bag to to back to your house or to your mm-hmm. hotel because You'll have to stay in when you see your old lady in the hotel or at home. (laughs) So you don't want to go home, right? You want to go out with the boys. So you leave your hockey bag in the in the arena parking lot where that vehicle is overnight and everything freezes. Not that I ever did it. I heard. (laughs) So but yeah, those are good top fives. It's yeah. So um yeah. Rest tourneys they don't usually start till january how would a uh, a big tournament say like a, like a 30 team tournament be if it started in october cuz you never see rest tourneys in october never no maybe maybe one in november a couple before in December, January, that's when tournament season starts. But what if someone puts on a big tournament, 30,000 bucks, uh, first place, no imports. You can use oh, them, eh. any uh, amount of imports as you want, but you have an October, like Thanksgiving Day weekend. Oh. Like, boom. Would that tournament be successful or would that be a flaw? Because you know how a, a lot of, niche players are I was like oh it's too early in the season yet i haven't skated and yeah it's too early in the year but don't you think that would be a good one though and like boom right off the bat you know how uh nascar fans how right off the bat you get the biggest uh race of the year the daytona 500 what if they did that with niche hockey like mm-hmm. one big thirty thousand dollar prize like right off the bat in october I think that would go down good. You get you'd get a lot of players but you won't get the players that are playing somewhere like playing pro yeah. junior like how like a lot of players are playing in the Freddy like you won't get those good guys but you get a lot of good res players though right and yeah. So that would be cool. I think due to non import rule just let everyone play let anyone play for any team or reserve cuz yeah um, Money talks, players will go where money is. And sucks to be you if you don't have money. Yeah. Right. So I think someone should put on a big tournament next October where, yeah. like, right off the bat, it's just 30,000 first place, 15 imports, 15 pickups. True, though. Like, I'd be, I would go, I would go to that. I'd go watch. Mm-hmm. Like, you don't have to wait till January. To me, no. for these big tournaments, because yeah, there's no, there's no hockey tournaments, there's no res tourneys in the month of October. So I think I thought about it it's like should that be cool? So, so uh, if you want to put on a tournament next year, I think it, it'd be a big hit. Power season's winding down, ball yeah. season's winding down, golf is winding down. October is a perfect time. For all the Reds players who aren't going to play pro or junior or go to school, playing these tournaments, playing in the tournament. Maybe we should start a big tournament like that.
1: Maybe we should.
0: Damn, and just pocket mm. the money. <laughs> if we put on a tournament like that next year and you see us go to Mexico, say, in you know, the next week or something, it's just mind your business. Mind yep. your business. Look the other way. It's just, it's coincidence. We had that. We had it uh, book,
1: booked a year ago.
0: Yes, we're booking it right now, so you yes. can not see that we booked it. Just yes, <laughs> so that that'd be cool. But uh, any tournaments, hockey seasons here, or any tournaments you're looking forward to?
1: No, nope.
0: You're not lots, looking for every lots? every
1: every tournament. I want. Uh, I want. I want this this tournaments to come back to Kenor and Kuwaitin though.
0: But yeah, you know, I don't think that'll happen. Uh, one tournament that I'm really looking forward to is the one they have in Yellowknife. Um, they have a really big
1: tournament there usually. M- Mickey's t- Mickey's telling us about it last year, right?
0: Yeah, uh, the boys up in Inuvik were telling us yep. about the tournament in Whitehorse. Um it'd be something cool to go up there. I've never yeah. been up to that area. It'd be really cool to uh to go experience the Northwest Territories. It's the Yukon First Nations Hockey Association, and they have like lots of teams. Um it's in the end of March, so it's something that you and I would have to think about taking time yeah. off and to go up there because I'm sure we can get on a team. Yeah will be at a package deal. If, uh, if Bush can't play, I won't play. <laughs> oh. <laughs> so it's uh, March 21st to the 24th, 2024. Home of the Kill Rich Yukon Native Hockey Tournament. So that's one I'm really looking forward to, maybe to go play and just watch because... Where is it again? That, Sorry. It's in... Uh, Whitehorse. Yellow Knight? Yellow knife? Yellow knife Yukon. <laughs> Are you searching it? They have a Facebook page. Uh Yukon First Nations Hockey Association. Um, so yeah, that's one that I really want to attend and go play. Because they get players, they fly players in like all over Canada. Like Nate went up there, Nate Brewer went up there, Willie goes up there. Drew Rose, Rosie goes up there. Uh, I know some guys from back home, Moose Factory. Bradley Dobson lost, played in the finals last year. Um, Our bro Donnie from Alberta um, Mm -hmm. goes up there. He talks about it all the time, so it's something cool. Like I would love to go summers that I haven't played before, and I think that's the one. Well, I haven't played in the the territories, so that'd be cool. Something that we have to look into. So yeah, but there's a lot of good, a lot of good native tournaments. Um I think for some reason though, like Ontario isn't as pop like I don't know why. We have the most we have a lot of reserves and a lot of indigenous people in Ontario. So why isn't Ontario like out west like Manitoba, Saskatchewan Alberta? They have so much tournaments. But I maybe because we're so like spread out like from from Kenora to Thunder Bay, it's a five hour drive and there's a lot of isolated communities. But it's like the stories that my dad used to talk about the 70s and the 80s, how um, like Fort Francis used to have the Central Canadian Hockey Championship. Then in Sudbury, they used to have the Challenge Cup. And like all these tournaments are dead now. And I don't know, someone should start bringing more tournaments to Ontario because there's enough players from all over Ontario to come. And I know a lot of, out of province players will come play too. So I don't know who can, who do we know that can organize a tournament? that could put shit on because yeah, come on, man! Like we have enough players here. That's to start something. So you know what I mean. You know what I'm saying. You know what you're saying. But yeah, it's uh, yeah hockey. This uh, looking for it. To this hockey season, they're going to play some hockey, play some old timers,
1: play some old timers. Yep.
0: So, it's going to be fun. It's going to be a fun year, and um, we're hoping to, as Rez hockey come to your your uh your hockey tournament, play and promote yeah. it. And so, if anyone has any tournaments that they want to promote, shoot us a message on Facebook or Instagram or yeah. Twitter, and we'll be more happy to promote it. Um, if you guys want us to come and. Host it and host things and just shoot us a message. We'll be more than happy uh, to, uh, like, MC anything. Yeah. We'll be hockey announcer. We'll even be a ref if we have to. Just get <laughs> Uh Bush works for a sleeping cot and a can of click. Yeah. And anything with olives on it. Yeah, maybe not. So yeah, it'd be fun to start doing, going out. Because I, I went to the Muskego Cup, which is a youth, a minor hockey tournament in Timmins. And I went and I re- did interviews and took pictures and interacted with the fans and the family. And I had a lot of fun. uh Bush couldn't, uh, wasn't able to get it due to work conflicts. But I had fun. And it was qu- quite the travel, though. I think that's, we, uh from i flew from toronto to timmins and there was like a freezing rain warning and we still flew i was like what the frick man then we were landing we landed like sideways the, and <laughs> then we went straight it was like holy geez and i sat beside a colored woman man she was praying hard i felt so bad like i never seen a lady like be so scared on a plane before She was so scared, but yeah, freezing rain was, it was kind of freaky, but, but anyways, yeah, we love hockey tournaments. We love interacting with you guys and hanging out and talking some hockey and visiting. And so if you guys have a tournament that you want us to uh, come for the weekend, shoot us a message and we'll help you and promote it and whatnot. So yeah, that'd be cool. Anything else before uh, we skedaddle for... And uh yeah, what's today we, usually we are on Mondays. Uh we tried Tuesday last week and yeah. today today's Wednesday so we're going to upload it tonight but yeah, uh what night do you should we put the this uh podcast on? You guys, what's a good night? Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. What what night do you like? Bush, does it matter? Um we're, we're, like, we're like chief and council we're, we're not sure you'll just get an answer when when we know, okay? When we know, yeah. Yeah. I don't know. That's I'm okay for whatever night. I yeah, mean, Wednesdays is like okay. Like, Wednesdays it's different. Do you want to start doing Wednesdays?
1: Sure. No, I got volleyball Wednesday nights. Maybe so. No, no <laughs> Tuesdays. Tuesdays would be good. Yeah. Still, none, none of us have hockey Tuesday Tuesday night.
0: Yeah, like it doesn't matter to me. Like what? What's really? Because I know a lot of our listeners are the mine workers, so they're in are camps and they're. So, like, what is a good day for you guys to listen to our show? Like, when do you guys want us to upload a weekly episode. So, maybe we'll post that as a poll on our Facebook page to see what you listeners want. But other than that, you guys, thanks for joining us for another week, another show, another episode of Rez Hockey. I am Trevor, and uh, with me is Dennis Danny. Danny Major, a.k.a. (laughs) Bush Do rat. No, bush rat. <laughs> bush bush rat.
2: rat. Yeah.
0: So, yeah, thanks for joining us. We really appreciate you guys taking the time to come sit around, sit around with us and talk some hockey. So, yeah. Uh, we'll talk to you next week and uh, take care of each other, love each other, and respect each other, guys. Yes. Uh, we'll see you next week. Peace. Peace.